Welcome to the San Antonio Baptist Association. You're listening to a Sabbath Talks podcast. Hello and welcome to this edition of Sabbath Talks. I'm Daryl Horn, the Executive Director of the San Antonio Baptist Association. We have a great topic lined up for you in this series of podcasts on leadership. We're looking at a tremendous tool when it comes to making decisions in your own personal life and in any ministry context in which you find yourself serving. The tool to which I'm referring is called the Leadership Compass. Joining me in this series is a friend of mine who introduced me to this tool. His his name is Bill Hulse. Bill is pastor of Putnam City Baptist Church, located on the northwest edge of Oklahoma City. Bill has been using this compass, this leadership compass, for over a decade, even longer than that, and has taught many of his leaders in his church to use it effectively. So, Bill, we want to welcome you to Sabbath Talks. It's a pleasure to have you lead our conversation on the leadership compass so welcome. We uh, we're thankful that you're with us. Well, thanks for the opportunity. It's it's great to talk leadership with you. I've always admired your heart for leadership and helping leaders in the kingdom. So, uh, looking forward to our discussion today. Well, we want to explain the leadership compass in our first podcast for those of you who are listening, and then there are six components in our upcoming uh, editions of this podcast. So we'll get into the six pieces in a minute, but let's jump right into the conversation. Bill, how would you? How did you first get introduced to the Compass, and what's been your experience over all these years? Well, I had the privilege of being on staff at a church in Atlanta back in the 90s when the North American Mission Board realized there was a huge need uh, in leaders' hearts, pastors and, and leadership in the church to be more effective in their leadership. At that time, you remember John Maxwell was coming on the scene, and that was eye-opening to everybody how hungry people were for the things we never got in seminary. Uh, seminary was great at giving us a tool, uh, the hammer, uh, knowing how to preach and handle the Word of God, and, 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 and basically equipped us to be the preacher's that we needed to be, but other tools were pretty much lacking uh, for a lot of leaders. All of a sudden, we wake up, and now we have to understand church finance. We have to understand volunteer empowerment and recruitment. You have to be many different things than just a preacher in the pulpit on Sunday morning and basically didn't receive a lot of tools in our tool belt. So the North American Mission Board created Next Level Leadership. It was a uh, ministry that was designed to help the average minister of the gospel take on new tools of leadership, and it was powerful. I needed it, all my peers needed it, and I see a vacuum and a void today where people need those tools as well. So that was my first initial uh, initiation. My associate pastor was hired by NAM to create the initiative. He knew I was trained in uh, leadership, that my degree was in organizational management, and so he brought me on his team, and we got to build that ministry together. Uh, out of that, I was exposed to Pat McMillan's company, Team Resources, who was a strategic partner, and really, this compass comes out of the book that he wrote called Performance Factor, and powerful book. Your audience may want to Google that up and, and find that out on Amazon and, and get even more detail about what we're going to talk about over these next few podcasts. 
but it was a tool that has changed my ministry, changed my personal life and the way that I parent and, and the way I lead my wife, uh, but also how I lead my staff and how I lead the body of Christ. It's powerful. What What is some of the... What, what would be one instance in which this uh, this particular tool really helped you in making the decision or leading your your church to make a decision? That's a great question. Um, one of our founding verses in Next Level Leadership was Psalm seventy eight seventy two that said David shepherded the people by the integrity of his heart and the skill of his hands. And so we use that verse uh, in my ministry context all the time. Anytime we're staffing to our volunteer base, anytime we're recruiting to our ministry staff, um, we want to make sure we find people with shepherd's hearts, uh, people who have integrity. Uh, They walk with God. They love the Lord more than anything else with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. But then, like David, that they also have skilled hands, skills of leadership. And so... Uh, this has given me a skill I never had when I first started in ministry. I, as I as I was being a young leader in the church, I was making decisions based on what I'd seen other people do in similar circumstances. I found myself making people-based decisions or resource-based decisions. Uh, but there's a great verse in Scripture that should wake all of us up as leaders. And in simple, it's Proverbs three, five, and six, where God says, "Don't lean on your own understanding." Acknowledge me in all your ways. I'm going to make your path straight. So we want to make God decisions, obviously, kingdom-based decisions. But if we're not careful, it's very easy to lean into our own understanding, what we understand in the moment, what we've learned uh, within our context or within the political structure in which we're navigating or the context of people related to that decision. And we can make some really what look like good decisions but are not God decisions. And there's a big difference between good decisions and God decisions. So the compass is just like a compass would be if you're on a trail and you don't know how to get to the top of the mountain, but you know you need to get there. It points you in the direction that you need to go, whether that's north, south, east, or west, four points to a compass. On the leadership compass, we'll look at six directions, six things uh, that direct our path to help keep our team healthy, uh, to make good godly decisions, not just good decisions. And that's how the compass has helped me the most. It has helped me navigate through some tough decisions that would have split a church, uh, some decisions that maybe I would have lost leadership equity with the flock because they would have thought this is a pastor decision or a people-pleasing decision versus a God-pleasing decision. I don't know if that answers your question or not. Yes, it does. You mentioned uh, people-based decisions and resource-based decisions. How would you describe both of those? Well, I think my observation in in doing this uh, since 1998 um, with lots of churches all across our convention and in my own ministry context, I'll watch over and over again when people are making decisions, they start looking at pros and cons. They start looking at, okay, how do I keep from alienating this audience? How is this going to be perceived by Uh, this part of our congregation. And what they're really doing is making a people-based decision. Or they say, okay, uh, this decision we're wrestling with, do we have the resources? Do we have the manpower? And those are all some relevant factors, but I've learned that in the primary factor. We're going to get into the very first point on the compass that will help direct us 
to discover God in that decision, not being manipulated by our emotions, our feelings, uh, the politics of the moment, the audience engaged, trying to please people in the decision, or just do it because we can or we can't. Um, God calls us to do stuff that's beyond our resource base. God calls us to do things that don't please people all the time, but are kingdom-pleasing decisions. So uh, the Compass is, has been a lifesaver to me and kept me in the ministry all these years. Well, that's uh, definitely important, and I've learned a lot from you over the years, your consistency in using this tool. And you've told me over the, what, have we known each other, like 12, 13 years at least? At least, and, if not, yeah. And I, I have consistently heard you talk about this particular tool and how it has really kept you out of uh, some really – really tough situations that would have been really divisive. So as we conclude this uh, this particular episode, go uh, walk us through the very uh, six uh, pieces of the compass. Sure. Now, as we talk about it, let me just remind the audience that's listening in, this compass is designed to bring unity and uh, a team cooperation Everything God has designed has been designed for a kingdom purpose, but also with the design of unity. The family. God designed a man and a woman, male and female, uh, to come together as one flesh. Not two people living under one roof, but as one flesh. The body of Christ. He is the bridegroom and we're the bride. Uh, And we have reconciliation. We are now reconciled to God through Christ to be one with the Lord. Uh, everything God does is is about unity. We can go all the way back to the Tower of Babel and see that when that unity was for a destructive purpose, God had to divide that up, um, the power of unity, even in a destructive way. But we know that as we come together, the stronger our unity, uh, the more we walk together as one, whether it's a marriage, whether it's in a, a church family context, there will always be greater results. Uh, That's speaking of the issue of cooperation. So all six points of this compass help us to grow stronger in our unity and stronger in cooperation. The higher the cooperation, the greater the results. So with that in mind, uh, there are six points, six uh, directives, if you will, in a compass, and all six directions have to be healthy. All six areas that we're going to talk about are like a blood test would be to a doctor. It can help you understand, are we unhealthy in this area or are we healthy? And it really does guide your path. So number one is purpose. It's the reason we cooperate or work together. The second part of the compass is clear roles. And we'll get into how that represents the strategy of our cooperation. The third piece or point on the compass would be accepted leadership. And that is the structure that's provided that allows us to cooperate together. Fourth piece on the compass would be effective processes. What are the methods that we use to walk together as one? And then the fifth part would be solid relationships, analyzing what is the climate uh, of our team, of our church, of the ministry context. Do we have solid, trustworthy relationships that allow us to walk together as one, or there are some uh, areas where the enemy is trying to break that down. 
And then the final one is excellent communication. That is the means by which we walk together as one. And all of those six pieces together bring a healthy environment, a healthy result, and find us in the center of God's will. Good explanation of, of each one. Just for those of you who are listening, we will put up the Leadership Compass on our webpage, which is sanantoniobaptist.org. If you'll go to that, you'll be able to find that on our landing page. Uh, one last question as we close out this podcast and move into our uh, first piece, which is common purpose, and that is, what are some things we need to listen for as we start our discussion on the compass? Great question. One, listen for and make sure that as we're going through these discussions that this isn't just some program that's been invented by the Southern Baptist Convention or Team Resources. You want to listen for what's the biblical roots of these truths. Uh, All of it should be anchored, and that's what was appealing to me, is not only was this a good tool, a good practical tool, it is a biblical tool. When you look at Jesus and how he led his team, all of this is grounded in principles we see lived out. He may not have called it the leadership compass, but he was our compass. He is our compass. Uh, All these principles are lived out in the ministry of Jesus, and so we'll dialogue about that. We'll give practical examples of how Jesus modeled these principles, how Scripture backs these things up, and then how we apply them to our life. Good, good. I'm looking forward to our discussion on the six components of the Leadership Compass. For those of you who are listening, please join us in our next six podcasts. We will uh, unpack all of this. Once again, Bill, thank you for joining us, and this is going to be a very fruitful and very helpful conversation. So we'll see you on the other side. To those of you who are listening, we will uh, talk to you in podcast two. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Sabbath Talks podcast. We look forward to continuing our conversation next time in hopes of better connecting, encouraging, and supporting churches for kingdom impact.